Hello. What's up, everybody? I'm Sammy. I'm Riley. And we are the, the Meddling Kids. So just a disclaimer for this episode, we're going to be talking about substance abuse, um, suicide, and uh, drug addiction. So yeah, if anyone doesn't want to listen to that today, you know. Yeah, you can uh, please skip this episode. Skip this episode. Your, obviously your health and well-being is more important. So with that being said, y'all ready to mail some shit? Hell yeah. So we're going to hop into the mystery machine today, folks, and we're going to take a journey into our next topic of discussion, which is called the 27 Club. So I know some of you have heard of this, and Sam, I don't know if you heard of it. I had not. So the club is just a, a term used to describe a series of phenomenons where famous people, musicians particularly, and artists, die at the age of 27. Some notable people in the 27 Club, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana, Amy Winehouse, and, and others, and I'll, and I'll get into them later. This concept has led many to um, theorize and have beliefs that something mysterious mm. is supposedly causing the deaths of, um, of these talented people, given the, um, the age that they died. Yeah. And I first heard about this, I forgot who it was, I think it was like MTV or VH1 Wonders. They actually, somebody did a, not a documentary, but like a, a quick show. Like a story about yeah, it. Yeah, like a story on the 27 Club. And it was just like listing some of the names I said to other people. And I got so down terrible. This was before I was 20, uh, in my 20s. But there has been no supernatural findings or any anything out of the norm yeah. to back up. Like, this 27 Club is a curse targeting musicians. But it dates back into the 30s. Wow. And you've seen it, but I'm 100% sure you remember it. So, before I explain where Sammy's seen it, let me just read the first person who was claimed to be, like, maybe the first member of the 27 Club. the 27 Club? Club? Okay. Yeah, so Robert Leroy Johnson. Remember that name? Okay. He claimed to have met the devil at the crossroad who tuned his his guitar and gave him his musical talent. And then at the age of 27, he died. So he was was possibly the first member. So he straight up said, I met a crossroads demon... Or the devil then himself. About the he turned to his guitar, who gave him his musical talents. And then, when he turned 27, he died. That's ins- that's. But, um, a little history on him. He turned to music after he lost his wife and child. Because, like, they both, I think, they, from what I read, they both died during birth. Mm, that's sad. And, you know, that that's going to traumatize somebody. Yeah. And to have an outlet, you're going you're gonna to have to find something. So it was drinking and music. So yeah, so that was just like a quick, I don't want to, I'm not going to delve too much into everybody's history because it'll take way too long. But that was probably the, possibly the first notable member of the 27 Club, Robert Leroy Johnson. Mm. But his music was um, powerful and had an impact and the story had an impact. He, um, he influenced other musicians and had his songs covered 
by the Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton. And in the year 1986, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And his song called The Crossroad Blues was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in the year 1998. So in the song Crossroad Blues, he's pretty much asking the Lord above to have mercy on him and save him. And let me, let me read you a lyric. I went to the crossroad, fell down on my knees, asked the Lord above, have mercy now, save poor Bob if you please. So this isn't evidence that he did what he did at the crossroad and met the devil, but I figure like you went back to the place where you supposedly made the deal with the devil to give you this musical talent that possibly, no, I'm not going to say possibly, that supposedly took your life. And now you went back there to ask the Lord to save you. I'm looking at the lyrics right now, too. And he, a couple of times, says, like, I got the crossroad blues. Lord, baby, I'm sinking down. Yeah, so it's like, you kind of know what's coming for you. And you're asking the Lord to save you. So it's, eh. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. I mean, he (laughs) obviously believed that. Yeah. Can you imagine how terrifying that would be to be like, oh, I fucked up. Let me, let me, let me wrap his story up and get to the, his influence. Okay. So remember I told you that you saw this? Yeah. Do you remember in Supernatural when the Crossroad Demons were introduced to us? Yeah. It was Robert Leroy Johnson. Oh. The episode starts off with a with him playing the guitar, and then in the club or house wherever he's at, at the door is a is a um the demon hall whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and it and the crossroad demon said like oh it's been ten years. Remember? Oh. Yeah, that was him. That was that was oh, his story. Shit. He okay. met the devil at the crossroad, offered ten years of his um so offered ten his years soul in ten of... years for musical talent. Ten years was up. He had to pay. Can you okay? So his influence made it into the show supernatural. That's crazy. Yep. When I saw this, I'm like, I know I've seen this dude or heard this dude somewhere before, and I was like, supernatural. <laughs> it always comes back always to supernatural. Comes back to <laughs> <laughs> so that's Robert's story, the first possible notable member of the Twenty Seven Club. Wow. And Amy Winehouse is a sadly a member of the Twenty Seven Club, where she passed away at the age of twenty seven. Um, due to alcohol poisoning. When I read like the day she passed away, I kind of got annoyed and pissed off because her bodyguard said she was happy mm-hmm. watching TV, just acting normal. And then she was asleep on her bed. He came and checked on her, but she wasn't moving. Well, she was like in a normal looking sleeping position, so he didn't think anything of it. Anything of it. Mm-hmm. Left and came back and checked on her later because that was that was something that she did. She she slept a lot. Yeah. But then she was in the same position, so that alarmed him. Yeah. He obviously got the police and paramedics involved, and then she she was gone. Why were you annoyed? Well, it's because, like, you know, you're, you're enjoying your day, you're up, and then, unfortunately, that happens to you. It's yeah. upsetting. I mean, on the flip side, though, it's nice that she was happy and yeah, potentially had a good last day, but, But yeah. she, um... She had a beautiful voice, and that hit song, um, Rehab, um, that had everybody just like, from what I remember, it had everybody laughing about it, having a good time with it, and just like, yeah, you know, F, uh, fuck Rehab, yeah, we're not going to like, drink. <laughs> Which drink, in hindsight know. is it's, like an awful message. It's, it's an awful message, but it <laughs> it had it had America. No, it moment. did. It had us in a chokehold. <laughs> everybody loved that song. And then... 
And then also, when I saw, when the research on her, she got booed a lot on stage. Because she'd be so flat out wasted. Mm. She couldn't be able to perform. She's falling over the stage. Her people have to help her constantly. And people would... Would get frustrated. Would get frustrated with her and boo and, you know, obviously upset with her because she couldn't do her performance. And to talk about a few more members before I talk about the real issue behind this club, Jimi Hendrix, his death, he choked on his own vomit because he took eight sleeping pills to try and go to sleep. And then obviously he... I forgot the term for it where you throw up in your sleep and then you choke on it. Asphyxiate. And then again, he was with his girlfriend. They were having a good time, drinking. Things were normal. Yeah. They went to sleep next to each other. Oh. She woke up and then found him like that. That's awful. And then he died later at the hospital. Did I just totally black out and miss it? Did you mention how Robert Lee Johnson died? I didn't mention how he died because it still doesn't, it's, it's still not sure, but. Oh. We, from what I read, I probably should have said this. Somebody may have poisoned him. Oh, wow. I couldn't find anything if that was It's true. not like 100% concrete. So I didn't want to say, you know, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I, I didn't want to say it, but that's how he possibly went. He was in a pub drinking, and then somebody handed him a drink. His friend said, don't take drink from people. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to drink it. He drank it, and then he felt pain, Oof. and then just died. Wow. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to tangent you. No, you good, baby. I was just interested. Kurt Cobain, I saved him for last because his was was tragic, and it's tough to talk about. Like um, like we said in the disclaimer that we talked about. He, yeah, if um, you don't want to hear about, you know, there is an underlying issue I want to talk about. But his death, he committed suicide. He um was found. I'm not gonna say how, but he was just found that way. Mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain, he was an advocate for women's rights, LGBTQ rights, and. He, he, he believes that people should be free to live their lives. Just you live know? their lives, yeah. Like, like, if it's not bothering you, yeah, why, like, you why are you hating on somebody because they want to love who they want to love? I even read that he was an advocate for hip-hop and rap music. And I was like, they have somebody like him like speaking up for, for that community. You know, It's like he, he just wanted people to express themselves and be free. He also did uh, have his, you know, his demons that he was battling. yeah. Um, mental health. Um, I read that he had some sort of depression, and I think it's because like the pressure of being that famous, you know. Yeah. It 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 can affect you like real hard, you know. I mean, honestly, I I don't want to like paint with a broad brush, but I think that every person at some point in their life has struggled with something yeah. mentally. Um, like I said, yeah, he 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 um. Took his own life, unfortunately. And he was an inspiration to people around the world. Like, that song, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, that's the only party song I listened to from Nirvana. I listened to some other ones, but not as much as this one. My two eldest brothers would play this every fucking day. Yeah. So it's one of the ones that I... I mean, everybody knows that song. Yeah. That, that's why I listened to it the most, because like we just played it at a young age. And that was yeah, the and you have good liked. memories of it. Yeah, and we used to line wire our music, so it's not like we knew the name of the songs to line wire. Oh my we God. just since this one was so popular, we the knew num- this one. The number of viruses I downloaded on my parents' <laughs> computer. <laughs> and um, with LimeWire, sorry. So that song was just like so famous around the world, and obviously, people just loved that um, that that musical band Nirvana. 
and they were and they were icons, you know. Mm-hmm. They were they were true rock stars. Like when I say, not to knock people today, but like when I say like they can go overseas and get that love. Yeah, that's a different type of love. And and it was featured in one of my favorite movies, Moulin Rouge. Oh, remember? <laughs> Smells like tea. Yes. yes, yes, sir. Sammy hates that movie, but I, I don't. Love it. I don't hate it. <laughs> But okay, this is you. You caused this sidetrack, so we have to talk about it now. Riley says that Moulin Rouge is the greatest love story it of is. all time, and I appreciate the movie. I think it's a great movie, but it's a horrible love story. She dies of tuberculosis. It's awful, and she's she's trapped in a whorehouse addiction. <laughs> <laughs> my point. Oh my goodness. She was probably twenty seven too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um uh, realistically she was probably like nineteen or eighteen, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest, yes. She was probably really fucking young. Yeah. Oh <laughs> cringe. Okay, so I mentioned a couple times and I feel like there is no curse in the twenty seven club. There's no, nothing supernatural about it. The underlying issue with this is that our stars, and people who are not stars, obviously, but musicians and artists have a issue with mental health, drug addiction, and and other stuff, and, and depression. Alcoholism. Alcoholism and depression. Yeah. That's the issue, and I think that's why our, our people are dying young mm-hmm. at 27, and this is why this term 27 Club was created. If we could just focus on the non- crazy phenomenal aspect about this club i feel like well actually let me take that back we have we have been doing that more in contemporary america we have taken at least steps to combat mental health and substance abuse and depression i've i've in my opinion i feel like more people are seeking help we have more hotlines yeah and we have people going to therapy it's more socially acceptable. Yeah, it is more socially acceptable. I mean, back then, if you if you tell like some of these men to go to therapy, they'd be like, "Oh, therapy, you know, therapy's for oh, women." Like, they would have, yeah, like, yeah, like, like why are you go to therapy? Tough it out. I mean, but therapy then, wasn't even acceptable for women. Like, you think about well, yeah, I'm gonna get to the women too. Like, no, but I'm saying like e- even like 70 years ago, like 1950s housewives, the reason that they were able to keep up with all the shit is because they were just popping Valium all day. Like they. Doctors would just be like, "Okay, here's a pill." Yeah, here's a pill. Take this. Yeah. I'm not saying I know what I know what happened behind doors or accusing, or making assumptions, but mm-hmm. I feel like if you if you look at this 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 list or this club, a lot of them are dying with like substance abuse and drinking, like yeah. alcohol poisoning. Amy Winehouse made a fucking song called Rehab. Okay, it's a in hindsight, it's not the right it's not the right message to put out. Yeah. The lyrics saying, basically saying, I'm not gonna go yeah, to rehab. They, they, they told her to go to rehab, and then pretty much said, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to sing like her, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> but you think like instead of them, you know, obviously the song was popular, Dad to push it out, and you see your artist on stage drunk, getting booed. You think someone is saying, hey, you know, instead of instead of trying to get this album done, go get help, or if you don't want to get help, we can help you in a place that you're most comfortable. I mean, yeah, they can sit there and say go to rehab but like are you actually involved with that person going to rehab you know yeah you could use your words but like what are you actively doing to help that to, person. to reduce this kind of shit yeah i think that also 
back in the day, like you think of a rock star that used to be like, you're, you're not a rock star unless if you you're drink. not like partying and drinking. Uh, or and, unless you take these pills. Or, yeah. And I feel like the reason why it's mostly artists, okay? Because I feel like it's people who need to outlet their inner inner demons. So I found it interesting because I thought it was just like, just normal people. Well, not normal people, but famous people who are just 27. Like, yeah. But it's more on the artsy side. Which makes sense because if you're an artist, you, you know... They're more frustrated, it seems like. You also, like, you need something to help you fuel your creativity. So I feel like they probably have a higher chance of utilizing substances. Because you think about, like, the Beatles. How many songs have the Beatles written about using drugs, tripping on drugs, things like that? It, It unlocks weird parts of your brain yeah. and some people actually need that shit to to, 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 to perform yeah to some get their need, creativity some of them need, need a shot i need a shot to perform or i need this pill yeah it it was it was nasty by then and if you think about like the amount of pressure it's probably a lot of pressure so they're trying to cope with that yeah particularly i feel like not to say it's not pressure for men but i could see women being in the 27 club because there used to be and there still kind of is today this preconceived notion that like once you're in your 30s like oh you know they're not attractive anymore they're not hot anymore like i said this is is too much to cover i I definitely think in general though it's just like they're trying to cope they're trying to be creative and 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 it's the lifestyle shit behind the scenes yeah that they probably have to go through to get the album made it's it all it all can lead it all can seem to to, down that path to down that path and and basically what i'm saying through all these guys is that this issue is much broader than it being like a like a ooh interesting curse Mm -hmm. and phenomenon you know obviously like i said things are a little bit better i mean i would go further than that and say i think that we've made leaps and bounds like over the past 30 years in in just our lifetime I, I don't think they're good. Look at little. I think that things look can at Juice World always be the people around. I mean, better. he's not. Sorry, go ahead. I said I think things can always be better, but and I'm not. In no way am I victim blaming or saying that this is these people's fault, but on the flip side, like Amy Winehouse, for example, a person has to want. The help that That's they're true. being given. You so, you know, if you're saying, I don't want to go to rehab, I don't want to do this, you can't force somebody to address their underlying issues. They have to want to, you know? Yeah. As frustrating as it can be, like, I've been in situations with people where I'm like, I just want to shake you and send you to therapy, but you can't, you can't, you can't force, force them. They you. have to want to do it. You have to want to do it. But also... It takes the right people around you too. That's true. To, to help you, you have to make you have to surround to yourself with the right people and actually listen to them. Yeah. And think about it. You're you're on a rock star. You're not going to encourage that shit. You, you're going to yeah. You're going to want to be able. To you're get just going to want to continue living that lifestyle. You're going to want to be able to drink. So I know I was kind of a little bit over the place, guys. I'm still trying to I'm still trying to find my voice on this thing, but I just want to highlight that the 27 Club is is more of more of a tragedy than you know something that's. That's that's mis- that's mysterious and out there, you know. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of sad that there's even a name for it, you know. 
It is. I mean, but it, it's interesting. I mean, it's, but we do have to remember that, you know, these deaths are a coincidence. I mean, because obviously people in this club have met different fates. Not everybody's fate is the same. And it makes sense if you're living like a rock star lifestyle, you're in your, you know, 20s. Your 20s are a tumultuous time. And then depending on how long you're in that lifestyle, it, it makes sense that there would be, yeah. you know, more tragedy surrounding you than mm-hmm. at a later part in your life. Yeah. I mean, but this thing, I mean, this thing, had, the, the name had a part to it. It led to, it led to people creating myths and conspiracies about it. And the club, over time, it, it grew. It included other people, not artists and musicians, into it that, that, that at the age of 27. And I do want to say that even though these people have lost their lives, at, at this at this age I mean obviously they've left a legacy on um, with their fans and we we shouldn't forget that um, so before we go I do want to point out that if anybody if you or anybody you know is struggling with um mental health and substance abuse you can call the substance abuse and mental health service administration. Um, national hotline and it's 1-800-662-4357 and again that's with the um substance abuse and mental health service administration we appreciate you guys for listening and um we hope you guys continue to listen to our podcast because we love doing this for you yes (laughs) and also it's it's for it's a chance for me and sam to get that one-on-one time with each other yeah because we're busy with a (laughs) two-year-old busy with a two-year-old Lord have mercy. Always sick. <laughs> <laughs> Always sick. This was a heavy one, but this was this was interesting. Yeah, I'm proud of you for bringing this to light. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I just wanted people to you know understand like the deeper meaning behind behind that term. So today, obviously, we're not going to end our normal way. No, we're not. <laughs> we're just going to say go hug your loved ones and keep yourselves safe and just. Take care of yourselves. For real. And there's always people out there that that, that are willing to listen to you. Yes. Don't forget that. Thank you all for listening. Peace, y'all.